0: Brother, I'm going a I'm If I like, get some moment What is good, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Slopping Meat Wrestling Podcast. I'm We Too Deep 413. Again, that's We Too Deep 413. You can find me on Twitter or X, whatever we're calling this thing. Uh, and, and TikTok, again, that's We Too Deep 413, as seen up here. If you're watching the video, if not, I'll, it's W-E-T-O-O-D-E-P-413. If you're listening on audio. Um, if you're listening on YouTube, give us a like, comment, and subscribe. Subscribe. Turn on the notifications that way. Anytime a new episode drops, you can get the alert for it. Um, if you're listening on audio on Spotify or Apple or um, uh, like, I think what is it? Google Podcasts. I'm not exactly certain what Google system is. Google play store. Maybe, uh, I think it's on Pandora. I think it's on iHeartRadio, wherever you're at. Uh, leave us a, a five star review. If you like it, if you don't like it, leave us a one star, tell us how we can do better. Um, and, uh, um, follow or subscribe on, on that platform. Again, turn on your notifications that way when a new episode is released, um, you will get the notification, to, uh, and we'll know when, 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 uh, when that happens. If you're on Apple and you have us, you know, and you follow us, you put us in your library. Every new episode will automatically be downloaded. I know that for certain with Apple. I'm not certain about the other ones that way. It automatically download. And um, we got a, a good episode for you. We didn't do an episode last Saturday, um, Again, because I was in uh, Tennessee at the time, I was actually driving home Saturday for most of the day, Um, and we're back. We have a a Saturday show this week. Um, It's sort of the community show, if you're not used to, go to the Discord, Um, leave a link in the description as well, or you can go to the Casual Wrestling Show YouTube page, Um, like, subscribe there as well and the links are there in his videos as well to the casual wrestling community discord where we we do a lot of talking about a lot of topics right um i'm assuming most of the people listening to this show have already you know joined the discord and 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 if you haven't please go ahead and and, and join our community we'd love to have you um one of the perks of that is, um, for, for, at least for this show is, uh, I do a bunch of, I try to do as much interactive stuff on my shows, especially the Saturday show as possible. So for example, we're starting a 2k tournament, uh, for, we just finished the men's tournament about a month ago. We're getting ready to start the sort of like a women's wrestling tournament where, uh, Get ready to have that process start. Um, and you can only join that if you're in the Discord. Um, um, for me, you know, I ask for you know questions and suggestions, and that's what the Saturday show typically is consumed of is me answering questions and suggestions of topics. Um, and, um, And then the, the other part is uh, we I do like a guess that storyline every Saturday. And um, the other part is I do interactive uh, sort of brackets. And so we've been doing what we call the slapping me bracket. We've been doing uh, a women's bracket. I took 32 women who have wrestled or are currently wrestling. Um, I was thinking of sort of like. Past, present, and what I call future NXT. And we created a bracket. I'm going to pull it up right here. As you can see, um, Charlotte and Rhea Ripley are the first two people in the final four of this bracket. Our, our matchups that we were voting on since Wednesday were Charlotte and Bailey, and then Sasha versus Rhea. The winners of those are Charlotte and Rhea Ripley. The final or or the two matchups for this week will be Nikki Bella versus Tiffany Stratton. I think we can get a very interesting result at that one. I'm I'm interested to see how that one goes. And then Bianca Belair versus Cora Jade. Again, I don't know how that one's going. That'll be interesting. Who gets the last two spots in the final four. Um, This very interesting uh, bracket so far. Um, and so tune in, I did pick Rhea and Charlotte in these two, uh, matchups as well. So my vote matches the community vote. I think for the most part, my vote has matched the community vote all, almost all, all the way through. Um, so we'll, we'll see how, uh how this thing continues. Once this bracket is done, we will uh, tune over and we're going to do the same thing with the men. Uh, they're getting that down to 32 is going to be tough. So I may do, I may do 64. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. That might take a while. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll figure, we'll figure that part out. Um, and then, so, that, again, you can only vote on this. We'll only accept votes if you're in the Discord. That's the only way we're going to accept the votes for, for that. Um, it's sort of a perk of follow, of joining the Discord. So, if you're not in there, go ahead and get on in there. Uh, you can message me. I'll give you an invite link or go to the Casual Community a Wrestling Show, a Casual Wrestling Show YouTube page. Subscribe there and then click the link in the videos. That'll take you to the Discord. Um, with that, um, we'll move on to the first topic. It's actually the, what I would call the title topic. And uh, the title of this episode is, get someone tell Tony to calm down. And what I'm talking about there is, um, Tony Khan has come out and Basically, I don't know. Do I still have that quote? If I do have that quote still saved, let me see if I still have it. Um, yeah, here it is. Tony Khan. Uh, and this is a quote from Tony Khan at the all-out media call. Quote, for a long time, the only spectacle for many years was WrestleMania. Now there's AEW. It sold more tickets than any WrestleMania ever. I need Tony to calm down. Now, normally I don't do news segments like this on Saturday, but I really, I couldn't wait till Wednesday to talk about this. Um, Tony Khan. You know, I used to do like what seemed like a weekly segment of shut up, Tony. And I may bring that back if Tony Khan's going to continue to say stupid shit like what he just said here. Um, Tony Khan, I need you to calm down. I need you to calm down, Tony. And AEW fans, I need you to calm down. No one's going to take away from you the fact that you just put 81,000 fans inside Wembley Stadium. Congratulations. Congratulations. No one's taken that away from you. You had 81,000 paid fans at at your first show uh, internationally. No one's going to take that away from you. I'll give you your props. You did a very good job getting people. But no one's talking about your show. Now, part of that is the CM Punk issues we've described over the last week, basically. Um, but I think a lot of that also has to come in to the fact that you put on a glorified indie show, and there was really nothing to talk about. You you really didn't give much substance. You just you, you did. From everything that I've heard, was that show was so much better in person than it was on TV. And you can't run your business that way if you're going to, right? You, your experience has to be equal rather. It's always going to be better in person. But you have to leave the, the crowd that's not there in person, the crowd watching on TV with something to talk about. There was nothing to talk about. We're, we're sitting here. Now, I didn't watch it, so I'm not talking about anything. But the rest of the people who weren't in the arena are sitting here talking about, oh, CM Punk and Jack Perry Got in a fight That's all That's all that really came out of the weekend But The The second thing that I want to talk about In terms of this Why I really don't care And why I really wish Tony Khan He just needs to, He just needs to tone it down This was a one time thing You've never done this ever Like if you can repeat it multiple times okay but you're nowhere near the level of wrestlemania tony khan wrestlemania as an event because this is this is where this is where aew fans will will, will try to you know argue this is this is and and i know this because i just had this argument with some friends of mine who are hardcore aew fans i just had this argument with them and 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 the argument that, that, that they've made is, oh, well, WrestleMania is a two-day event. You're, you're correct. Thanks thanks for letting us know what we, we know, but it's still one show, right? When I talk about this year's WrestleMania, WrestleMania, uh, what was it, 39? Though it was over two days, it's still one show. It's one show split in two parts, right? Um, so... WrestleMania 40 in one day sold 90,000 tickets, and they'll come back and say, well, that's that's two days. It's That's the two days combined. You're right. That's the two days combined, but it's still one show. And the point that I'm trying to make is AEW um, has not sur- surpassed the level of ability to put on a show that – if 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 it wasn't value, if it wasn't um if it wasn't making money, WWE would not continue to do two day WrestleManias. The reason they do it this way is because the show is similar, or or I don't know how, how am I gonna put this? The reason that um, WrestleMania is two days is because it's a big enough event in the in the mainstream to sell out for two days. And so WrestleMania 40 on a single day sells 90,000 tickets to its event. It's still one event, right? It's just like if you go, I'm trying to think of some big, like Coachella. If you go to Coachella, right? Coachella is a three-day event, but it's still Coachella, right? And so maybe they get 100,000 day one, 100,000 day two, and 100,000 day three, let's say, right? It's still they could still market it as Coachella had three hundred thousand people, right? Um, WrestleMania can do the same thing. That's why. That's why when when we promote about WrestleMania thirty two, or excuse me thirty two, they that that was one of the worst WrestleManias ever. By the way, that was the first one in Dallas. And the reason that's on my mind is because they had like hundred and two thousand people in the arena. That's the largest ever. Uh, now that's an inflated number. We all know WWE inflates their numbers, but WrestleMania 39 is what I meant to say. Um, had like 162,000 people over the two-day weekend. Um, again, we don't know if that number is inflated or how much it's inflated. But the point that I'm trying to pr- the point that I'm trying to make is as a single event, right? WrestleMania still has more importance. Tony Khan needs to calm down. You're not on WrestleMania's level yet. And I can prove that because you're, you're, you're coming off the biggest show you've ever had. You're coming off the biggest show you've ever had. And your dynamite averaged as a show 871,000 viewers. Which is up a tenth of a percent from last week, and is down six percent from the week prior in your demo that you swear you're you're like the god of. Right? Year over year, from this point last year, Dynamite is down 15% in in ratings of total viewers and And the the 18 to 49 demo they they claim to be the god of is down 14%. So, yes, you can put people in in an arena overseas in the UK, but you're struggling to put people in your arenas in America. If you were to do that and fill up uh, AT&T Stadium in Dallas and put 90,000 people in there, then it would be a big deal to me. But... I mean, 81000 in Wembley would be a big deal if you came off of that and you had a good rating and you had an increase in your product and, and the, the rating here in America. Because I've always said this, whether it's WrestleMania, whether it's Wrestle Kingdom, which is New Japan's big pay-per-view, whether it's AEW, no matter the promotion, if there's tickets available, they're going to sell in the UK. The UK has been starving for an event Of this quality, since the last pay per view WWE ran there, like and and Clash of the Castle was big, but before then, it's been what twenty years. So for twenty years, they've been starving for some sort of big event. It was going to say it was destined to get eighty to ninety thousand people in that in that building. It was destined to do that, right? So no one's taking away the accomplishment, but it's not special. Do it again next year and then the year after that, and at the same time build your ratings of your American audience, and then we could start to talk about whether or not that event, all in, is on the level of, of WrestleMania. But WrestleMania is still the premier event in the wrestle, uh, the pro wrestling industry. It is the premier event. There's nothing better than it. It is literally the biggest event in the industry, and there's nothing even close to it and so tony khan for, who will now be nicknamed from now on as sniff uh or or uh cocaine tony we'll, we'll come up with something that'll stick uh but i i just until you can reach that level of, of your show having importance in the way and, and sort of mainstream credibility in the way WrestleMania is. You need to shut up, and so that, that that's what we'll end it there. Um, we're coming here to uh, the next segment here. So this was something I started on the last Saturday episode we had called "Guess That." storyline. Um, and the, the, the I'm going to reveal sort of the winners of, of that one. We had two people guess and they both got it right. Um, it was kind of super vague. So, uh, there was technically two answers. There was one I was looking for, but there was another storyline that kind of fit. So again, we'll review it. That one was a legendary chapter in professional wrestling history. Involves the clash between two iconic wrestling personalities, each representing different eras of the sport. Storyline builds on their contrasting styles, fan allegiances, larger-than-life personas, culminating in a highly anticipated showdown that captures the essence of wrestling's evolution over the years. The narrative navigates themes of legacy, generational shifts, impact and the impact of these larger-than-life figures on the sports popularity. Now, the answer I was going for was Rock versus Hogan. However, and this is how wrestling works. This is how you know it's a good story. It was essentially the same storyline as Rock versus Cena. They ran the same story back. Um, and so but I would have taken both, and in fact I did, and DJ Wavy D and The Witters on Discord Did get it right, so we'll shout them out. Good job to you guys there. Um, Again, if you want to take your guests and get shouted out for getting it right, you have to join the Discord. This is one of those interactive things. So for this week's episode, um, we're going to go through another storyline. Here we go. This storyline takes place in WCW. So this might be a little difficult for some people. If you, if, you, if you didn't follow WCW, I will say this. I didn't follow WCW, didn't watch WCW. I went back and sort of watched the Monday Night Wars documentaries, but the only storyline when I started going back and sort of watching old matches, this was the only storyline that I really connected with in WCW and really cared about. I didn't watch a lot of it, but this is really the only WCW storyline that I know. Um, so I wanna see if uh, and, and I'll just say it this way. I've, I ran this one past uh, my friend who's a super he's, he's an encyclopedia on uh, on uh, wrestling history and he couldn't guess this one. So I'm just gonna go ahead and tell you that this one is this one's hard. This one's hard. The, the, the fun part of guess that storyline is I make them I try to make them through chat GTP super vague. So, so we'll go ahead and read this description and we'll see who can get it right. All right. This storyline in WCW weaves a tale of friendship, jealousy, and competition. The connection is rooted in shared history and camaraderie, but it becomes strained as individual aspirations and external pressures come into play. The narrative unfolds through a series of events that challenge their bond, leading to emotional confrontations and unexpected outcomes. The story explores themes of trust, betrayal, and the complexities of maintaining a friendship in the competitive world of professional wrestling. Um, so, after this episode post, I'll go ahead and post that description in the in the Discord. If you're if you're listening or reading. Uh, that if you're in the discord, you could take a guess at it. I want to see who gets it. That's super vague. Uh, like I said, my friend who's sort of an encyclopedia on this stuff, could he couldn't get it. Um, and so with that, let's guess the storyline. Let's see who, who can guess it. Um, and we're working on other fun interactive segments. So leave suggestions that you might want me to do. I'm working on trying to figure out a segment of like, fantasy booking um but i'm trying to figure out how i want to do that if i want to take a gimmick and book it sort of myself or do i want to continue like fantasy booking a story that's already in play um and there's really no stories right now if i'm honest that are really interesting to me that i would even want to continue to even fantasy book um and so leave some suggestions if you have any for like segments that you would like to see on this show i love uh the, the sort of community aspect of, of, of uh, being able to do that. So now we're going to get into the questions from the Discord. This is the opportunity if you're in the Discord. Again, a perk of joining it. You can leave your questions and then I get to answer them. Now all of these are from DJ Wavy this this week. There's four of them. And uh, so we're going to go from them and then we'll go ahead and answer these. And then we'll we'll call it an episode. Uh, excuse me. So the first one that we're going to talk about, he asks, "Is the giant going extinct in modern wrestling?" And so my assumption is, is like the the giant sort of character arcs, so the big shows, um, who was literally known as the giant, but Andre the Giant, guys like that, right? And and my answer is yes, and I don't think it's for lack of giants in the industry because there's a lot of them on the indie scene that I've seen that I think would be very well presented in their character if they were on WWE. There's a lot of good giants out there on the indie scene. I think the problem is is, is your, your modern wrestling fan wants to see someone who looks like them. And a lot of these people, and, and, and this is no offense, you look at me, I'm not athletic in any way, shape, or form. Uh, if I were to uh, quit, you know, if if i if i were to quit my uh, love affair with food and got back in the gym i could lose some weight and then i'd be like perfect athlete body like you know if i could get down to like 275 i'm 63 so like if i could just get down to 275 i could i could probably you know you know be, be more athletic uh but Anyway, the, uh, the, the point that I'm trying to say is that a lot of these fans are your average size, you know, 5'9 men who they don't they want to see people who look like them, right? And they, they're tired of seeing these 6'5", uh, 270 built muscular men. They're tired of seeing guys who are 6'8 run around and, you know, they're tired of seeing the land of the Giants. And so these fans, they want to see people that connect with them. And, and, and the style of wrestling really fits the smaller, more agile uh, body style. And so I don't necessarily think wrestling is trying to get rid of the giant. I think the fan and what they crave and the adaptation that the industry has had to do has sort of eliminated. the. the oh, this is part of the reason why I think Omos isn't well received is people just know that that's like a Vince McMahon stereotype that he likes the tall, muscular men. And I think the fans just don't want to want to stick to that. Um, and so the, they want to see the smaller in height guys and then like the larger, like fatter characters. And again, I'm not trying to body shame, but on this topic, I saw a picture of Imperium when they were in NXT UK. Back before they changed the names, it was still Walter and Fabian Eichner and uh, Barthel. I forgot what uh, Baldi's name was. Uh, Barthel, I don't know. It's his real name. Uh, but uh, by the way, on that topic, like the name change is so much better than their old names. I'm just gonna be out like like Ludwig von Kaiser, Ludwig Kaiser, and Giovanni Vinci are so much better than Fabian Eichner and whatever Baldy's name was in NXT. Um, but this was back when Alexander Wolf, who's no longer with the company, was part of Imperium. And I saw the old picture of them then, and they were completely out of shape. All all of them were out of shape, and then you look at them now, and you th- th- this is what like I hate to do this, but like Walter and Keith Lee were both sent back to the performance center with the same command, basically lose weight and we'll put you on TV. And, and Keith Lee, what he was not willing to do it. Walter Gunther, he was. And now uh, Gunther is about to become the the longest reigning intercontinental champion of all time. Right. uh, Because he was willing to put in the work. Right. So, I'm not saying that Keith Lee body type isn't needed. But it's not believable to some of us who, like when I think of wrestling, like I think of the Giants. I wish the Giants still existed in this world. I'm sorry. When I look at someone like Adam Cole, if I if I think I could take you in a fight, and I don't fight, right? If, if, if I think I could take you in a fight, I'm not gonna believe that you, you could beat anybody in a wrestling ring I'm sorry um, or like Adam Cole your your girlfriend are you fiance is a still girlfriend who knows what's going on with him in Brit uh, but she's taller than him like the last time they were in the ring together uh, with her wrestling boots on she's taller than him and it's not good presentation for me to believe that Adam Cole is your main star right it's not it's not a good look. Right. All right, so the next question, again, by DJ Wavy D is, um, what are some women's dream matches that we can or could have realistically seen take into consideration time and era? The, um, so we can so do not choose, for example, Lundra Blaze versus Tiffany Stratton. So taking into consideration time and era, I'm going to be honest. I have very, very limited knowledge of the women's wrestling anywhere before 2015. Uh, And so I know of Trish, Lita, and Tori because they were the sexy things on TV, but those aren't dream matches, right? And prior, like WCW and all of the people who, you know, at that time, I have no idea who they were. And then, like from two thousand and like four to two thousand and fifteen, I didn't really watch wrestling. I don't know what matches have happened. I know a few superstars and women's wrestlers from that time period. I don't know. I don't. I would wouldn't necessarily consider any of those dream matches, though. Um, I have three written down. Um, now, um, one of them that I was considering is one that's technically already happened in NXT. And that's Sasha Banks versus Bayley versus Becky Lynch versus Charlotte. We got it in NXT at uh, NXT uh, TakeOver Rival. I want to see it again at a WrestleMania. I want to see the Horsewomen one more time. I think it would be a perfect match for all four of them to end their career on. At a WrestleMania, maybe in five, six years for them to just do that one final match. I think that would be, you know, and call it like the uh, the end of the era, match, right? Or the right, um, and nothing at stake other than just four, you know, legends, uh, and four sort of centerpieces of making women's wrestling mainstream. Just going at it one final time. You don't need bad guys. You don't need good guys. You just the the, the match. Is, sort of writes itself right i even think that would be a good time to put all four of them in the hall of fame the same year. You, you could have an all women's class and i know people would probably boo at that idea but i think that would be a really 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 interesting uh way to to run that year's wrestlemania whenever all four of them decide to retire they all got 10 years plus left in the tank um Probably. Um, So there's only, I I would like to see that match, but technically that match has already happened, so we're not going to count that. The only other dream matches I can think of in the present day, since that's really the only thing I have any sort of knowledge of, there's three matches, and, and all of them revolve around the same person, and that person is Jade Cargill. And I think I talked about this earlier uh, on, a, on an earlier episode, but it's Jade Cargill versus Bianca Belair. It's Jade Cargill versus Rhea Ripley. And it's Jade Cargill versus Charlotte Flair. Those are the only dream matches I can think of. That's just my limited knowledge of the women's side of the industry. I don't really have any other dream matches. I don't think WWE was in the business of creating superstars out of the women. Um, and so. Um, with my limited knowledge, I really can't answer this question all that well. Um, and so, 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 those are the best that I can give you on the answers to that. The next question he asks is who do you think is the next wrestler to grab the brass ring in WWE and become a future hall of famer? Um, this one was tough. Because I couldn't really think of anyone, to be honest with you. I have someone written down. It took me a while to sort of fight over if I wanted to choose them or not. But I wrote down Carmelo Hayes. I think Carmelo Hayes has the 100% ability to be the biggest superstar of this sort of new era of WWE post-COVID, right? Right? Uh, he's like the first big star they've sort of built. Braun Breaker's there, but I don't know if, if Braun Breaker's going to ascend to, like, the next level. I love Braun Breaker, but ever since he's turned heel, it's not that he's been bad. I just, ever since he's lost the title, I just haven't really necessarily cared for him. He's just been there, right? Carmelo Hayes has that like swagger in him that I think no matter where he goes is going to he's going to draw the crowd and I I really think he has what it takes to be a hall of again you can't predict this stuff you don't really know how the booking is going to play out I always say bookings ninety percent of of uh. The the business, and so I can say Carmelo Hayes is going to be a future Hall of Famer as we sit here now, and 10 years down the line they book him to do absolutely nothing. And right, and so now while we're on the topic of Hall of Famer, I have a question to throw back at the community. Is Bray Wyatt Hall of Fame worthy? And I know this is a tough topic as we just lost him, but is what Bray Wyatt accomplished in WWE and what he contributed to the to WWE is it Hall of Fame worthy? Because there's cause for him to go in this year. And in an emotional state, I agree with him. But in a, in a rational state, when I think about this, I can't say for certain whether or not Bray Wyatt gives us enough. Now, I think he gets in. I do. But... I, does he deserve to go in this year? I don't know. Um, I wouldn't mind it, but it's one of those where like and they've they've put a lot worse people in the, like. I think Snoop Dogg's a WWE Hall of Famer. Uh, some some crazy people have been inducted into like. And this is no no offense to Charmel, but what did she do to deserve to get into the Hall of Fame? Right, the Bellas are Hall of Famers, which I mean Nikki was okay, but but Brie. Not so much, right? So, does break it in? I think he does. I just don't know if, on a resume alone, if if if, if you're doing a fan vote, I don't know if I could support him going into the Hall of Fame. I just, I, I think he does, just because of what he meant to the industry and to to the people who worked with him. But I don't know. That's a tough question. I want to throw that back to the community. Is Bray Wyatt Hall of Fame material? All right, so we'll get to this last question. DJ Wavy D again asked this one, and he really threw me for a loop on this question. And, and it's a good question, but it just it came out of left field, right? Because every question he's ever asked up to this point, and he's asked a lot, a lot of them, very good questions created a lot of good conversation on this show um of all the questions he's asked they've all been sort of like wrestling related and this is wrestling related but this one came out of left field in terms of like he's always like the questions we've just talked about is so and who's going to be the next hall of famer like who's going to grab the brass ring what are some dream matches stuff like that and those are the questions i'm used to and those are good questions but this one's a great question Because it's, it's, it's just crazy enough that it's all, again, I read it and I was like, boy, where, where did he come from with this one? So his question is, if there, like, if you had the opportunity, and Dreamville, mind you, because this would never happen in real life, and if it did, I probably would. I probably would die. This is I'm be honest with you. If you had the opportunity to take any woman's wrestler on a romantic date, which that's a that's a key word. That's a key word. because ro, ro, romantic date is different than just like, hey, we're going out to eat. Right? This is like oh boy. You know, you know the camera sometimes. This is you know, there we go. Sorry to the YouTube fans who who lost picture there. You know the camera likes to act up sometimes. Um, but this is why I pride myself in doing this in one take. So hey, it's going to be a little crazy when you're when you're when you're filming things like this. Uh, but anyway, back to this question. Um, the 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 differential and just a normal date and like hey, we're going to go out to eat versus romantic because on a romantic date, at least to me you're trying to build an intimate relation. Now notice intimate doesn't mean sexual. I don't want you to think that I'm just thinking on a track, but there's two different things here. Like if he were just to say, pick a woman you want to go out and and hang out with, I'm picking the sexiest woman on the roster. Right. Be right. And so I don't, it depends on what you think as attractive. You know, Tiffany Stratton's a potential uh, candidate. Uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of people there that, you know, I could pick um, that fit that, right? Because there's, you know, this is just, hey, we hanging out, right? But when you say romantic, now you're thinking I'm trying to build a relationship. I want that. So so there's a lot more that goes into this decision than just looks, right? And so I'm thinking of what's the vibe you present? How's your personality? Looks are important in this decision. Um, but like, what's the personality? What's your vibe? uh like who like what are you like as a person and i think it goes f- right and so within the wrestling world now i'm going to go the question came from left field and i'm sending the i'm sending the ball right back to left field because i'm going to come out of left field with my answer i'm not choosing a w or wwe superstar woman i'm choosing an impact knockout by the name of diana perazzo Um, and this is, so, so I'm going to go through, I'm going to work through my process and thinking this, then I'll explain to you why I choose Diana. So at first I thought, okay, who's in WWE that I would consider choosing? Well, there's Sol Ruka, but the only thing I know about Sol Ruka is her wrestling gimmick and her wrestling gimmick is very shallow because it's basically, I'm a college gymnast who likes to surf and that's not really my vibe. She's she's an amazing athlete, but I don't go in the ocean. I stay out of the ocean, so that's this is just not my vibe. Uh, so Ruka, I I like you. You you seem like a fantastic person. It's just not my vibe, right? And then then I'm sitting here like Bianca, and nothing against Bianca, but I just. I don't know. The Bianca's a potential choice, but she's not the one that I would choose. I feel like there's a little bit more that I would want out of. Again, Bianca's sort of like super athletic, right? And again, that's just not my vibe, as as you could tell, right? She she be wanting to go on dates to like the gym and stuff, and I'm gonna be like, no. <laughs> um, and so uh, there was a lot to go into this decision. Um, I thought about like Charlotte, and I was like, I don't know if I'd want to date Ric Flair's daughter. And this is nothing against Charlotte; she's a fantastic person, but she's already been divorced twice, and maybe third time. I don't know what the status is with Andrade. I don't want to be—I don't want to be failed marriage number four, because um, this is sort of how I look at it. Uh, the first one. Uh, now, granted, I be- there was one that i believe that was like like domestic abuse and so i understand her getting out of that i'm not going to use that against her but like if two other men that and it wasn't anything like abusive or anything and they just they couldn't stand being with you okay i could understand one but a second one and now you now you're you and the, the, who's the problem in it, right either you can't take commitment or there's something wrong to where they they dip right so charlotte's been eliminated and i and then i thought about it i was like what's the vibe that i'm looking for and then i thought about who fits that who fits the vibe that i'm looking for and then i thought about it i was like i uh, i need common interests uh so this is where i landed on Deanna on because here's what i When I was a – 2015, go back then, I was a big indie wrestling uh, super fan, and especially in the women's division. Um, And so – I – Um, fell in love with Deanna Parazzo. I thought she was very good in the ring, and thought she was attractive. And we share a lot of common interests. For example, she's a New England Patriots fan. I'm a New England Patriots fan. We have a connection. She's Italian. I like Italians and Italian food and that culture. My best one of my best friends are Italian. I just like like getting together with his family is like the best party you will ever be at. Right. So that's the vibe that I want to be in. And this is nothing against her again, not body shaming, but she a little chunky and I like a little bit of chunk. I'm just going to be honest with you. So we're going to go with Deanna Parrazzo. there I, I spent a whole day thinking about this question and, and I thought about it from, you said romantic. And so to me, romantic is, Hey, we're, we're looking at, date date number two we're looking at long-term relationship and so now if i misinterpreted that question and and by romantic you meant like sexual and like you just going on a one one night thing where it's gonna be romantic at the end of the night i took this the wrong way uh but to me that's just a normal like date when you say romantic date you're looking to me as so that's Words have meanings to, and then depending on how you interpret words, and that's why I like to define things. So if I took it the wrong way, so I'm going to answer it for the other way. If if it's just hey, I'm looking for someone to to go out to go out to eat with, go to the movies, and hope to get lucky at the end of the night. Um, if that's what you're looking for, <laughs> that's a tough one because. I don't know. That's that's a tough question. Like I said, Tiffany Stratton's. She might be the one, and I. But see, I don't like to think in those terms because a lot of the women that I would think of in this category are like nineteen twenty. Like you could say someone like, uh, like, damn, what's her name? Uh, Sky Blue or julia hart but they're like 19 or 20 and i think that's a little bit that's a little bit close to being too weird so i i didn't think of this question that way maybe that hopefully that's not the way when you meant it if it was i answered it wrong let me know but i appreciate these type of questions because it, it, these are the type of questions that are like damn i could i can analyze wrestling all day long but out of all these women Right, like we know, DJ Wavy D likes Oscar because his actual question was, "Who would you go on a romantic date with?" And why is it Oscar? Well, sadly, it's not Oscar. She just doesn't fit. She doesn't fit my vibe. Uh, but, um, yeah, yeah. So, and sort of like a secret second place would be Rhea Ripley. Um, but I feel that. She, I feel like that the, the I feel like I'm only attracted to her because of the I liked her in her like good girl phase where she was blonde with long hair and she was attractive to me. But there's just something about the goth fa- goth sort of phase of Rhea Ripley right now that just hits on a different level. Uh and so she might be a close second place to Diana, but Deanna Perrazzo, I think, might be like a perfect match with with me sadly she's married and i'll never get this opportunity so it's that's why i said it's dreamville and we're gonna go ahead and wake up to the reality that i'll that it will never happen so uh that's just somehow that's how the world works but uh yeah there's that thank you guys for watching or listening to the slapping meat wrestling podcast let me know what you think again join the discourse on the discord and uh I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Again, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple or any other podcast network, leave us a review. If you're listening, if you're watching on YouTube, like, share, subscribe, and let us know how you feel in the comments. Uh, thank you for that, and I'll see you guys on the next episode. Brother, I'm going. If I like get some moment I'll make sure it's an explosion Cause lately-